Hello, and welcome back to Lace Up and Listen, the running podcast where I chat to people who have inspired me throughout my running journey so far. This week, I'm joined by Danny O'Reilly, new dad and multiple marathon runner. We're going to be talking about how becoming a dad has changed his attitude towards running and how he's managing to balance training with parenting duties. Hello, thank you for joining me. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Thank you so much. Can we start with how you first got interested in running? Um, yeah, so there wasn't really um, like a, what you'd say is a, a, an epiphany moment for me. I was quite unhealthy, um, you know, quite overweight and, and didn't do any exercise really. I did when I was younger. I played football, not very well, and, um, you know, would, would exercise. Um, but as I'd just become quite sedate over the years um, and I'd gotten into sort of my late 20s. And one of my friends had one of those sort of honest conversations with me that maybe only a really good mate can have. And he was like, come on, you know, you, 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 you're quite unhealthy. Um, you know, we, we've got a five-a-side team. You should be able to come and play. And and bought me a pair of running trainers as well. And was like, come for a run with me. You know, like, let's, you know. Um, and it wasn't like a, a linear journey. It took a while. It took me maybe a year and a half for it to click. I'd go for a run and then nothing for a week. And then I'd go for two runs in a week and nothing for a month. And I'd hate it. And I'd always try and find excuses not to go running. And one day I... Um, I saw people running around London and realised they were like run commuting home and I absolutely hated getting on the tube I, I just can't stand it um, and I thought oh maybe I'll try that so I ran home from work one day it was about seven kilometres and I sort of ran walked it and it took me about an hour or so and I just loved it the sense of achievement was the first time I'd had that feeling of like wow that was amazing and then I did it the next day and it became a thing where those sort of 10 commutes a week I'd be doing nearly all of them by running or walking and that's how it started I did that for about a year I didn't train I didn't enter any races I didn't know races existed I didn't know park runners existed I didn't know that there were tracks I didn't know what a hill session was or you know that people ran on the weekends I didn't know anything about running I just sort of did that and then and then from there I got into a conversation at a wedding with a random person who turned out to be a running coach who was talking to me about running and he was like oh where do you do your speed work and I was like I've never what (laughs) and he was like what about hills I was like I don't know what hills are um and he just sent me a a, a sort of a link to a runner's world plan um and I started following that and it it just from there I sort of got into into you know started being one of those people that maybe identifies a little bit as a runner and going to park run every week and spending my stuff using my holiday days on marathons and um yeah and you know making my life fit around my training plan wow can you talk to me a little bit about your first marathon yes it was terrible so (laughs) one of my friends went through a, a, a breakup and he was quite down in the dumps and he just signed up for a marathon you know one of those sort of crisis things and he's like i'm going to go and do dublin marathon i've signed up to it what <laughs> none of us had run a half marathon at this point um so i sort of said well i'm young you're not doing it without me i'm gonna do it as well and two other friends said the same and my training was just sort of long runs that was all i sort of did um i did a long run every weekend and a few commutes in the week it, there was no real structure to it um i didn't really know what i was doing i kind of just wore myself out a little bit um and I was still playing five-a-side football two, three times a week. 
and I pulled my hamstring um, maybe six weeks before the marathon. I didn't know what hamstring was, so I didn't know I pulled my hamstring. I just knew that I couldn't move my leg properly and it was sore around sort of the top of my leg and um, I couldn't run without being in pain and it'd get better if I took a few days off and then it would hurt again. So I kind of turned up to the marathon injured and um, didn't have a great experience. I um, got through about 17 miles and my hamstring sort of went and then um, sort of dragged myself around for the last seven or eight, nine miles. And I remember being overtaken by a guy who's about 65, dressed as a leprechaun, collecting money for charity in his hat. And I was like, this is a real low. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to quit. About 800 metres to go. Dublin's got this long 800-metre finish. And I nearly quit. I was like, I've had enough. I was in so much pain. I was so miserable. And someone grabbed me and was like, don't be an idiot. You'll regret this forever. You're almost um, at the finish line, yeah. Yeah, and I finished and, you know, I didn't get that euphoria, really. My friends had had the best experience. They ran together and I couldn't go out that night, you know, because I couldn't actually walk. And I was out injured then after that marathon for quite a long time. I kind of retired. I was done. Um, you know, I sort of felt I'd never run again. And then the same friend got a spot in Paris Marathon through work. And again, I had the same feeling of, well, he's not doing it without me. <laughs> Um, so I just signed up on a whim and this time because I sort of had that experience and trained a little bit smarter not brilliant I ran the exact same time we ran it together had the most incredible experience running Paris Marathon um we ran every step of it together and you know we you know, after, just the whole weekend was incredible but then I got that bug of like right I'm gonna I wonder what other marathons are I didn't know that pretty much every capital city has one or you know in the UK there are hundreds of them I had no idea so I started you know like just going on Google and finding out about other marathons and, and then that got me into that process of I wonder if I can get quicker and you know um, improve. Mm. Would you say you have a top tip for anyone training or wanting to train for their first marathon looking back? Yeah I would I would say um, have an actual plan and um, try try your best to sort of I, I was just going out doing long runs on the weekend. That doesn't really work. Um, so I definitely say, like, for the training, it's, it's get a plan. Even if you, you know, there are half-decent plans. Obviously, they're one-size-fits-all, but and it's hard to know what time you're going for. But there are some decent plans on online. A lot of them are quite hard, I think, in the sense that they're quite a lot of miles. You know, you can get a, a marathon plan for what says for a beginner, and it's like 50 miles a week, which... Now, I think it's quite a lot um, mm. for anybody, really. And I think that's, um, but I'd say that, you know, get have some sort of plan. And then when it comes to your, you know, your actual running, you know, I, I speak to people all the time that go out and do every run at the same pace and they and they wonder why it's always hard. And it's like, if you just reined it in a little bit on runs, you know, did some easy running, um, you find it so much more enjoyable. So, you know, like for me, I'm, I try to have a mantra of do the hard runs hard and the easy runs easy. And if you can do that, I think you've always got a chance um, of getting good mileage and recovering well and then and enjoying your running. Because if everyone's hard, you're just not going to enjoy it and you're going to get, you know, injured. Uh, you're going to be tired. You're going to lose the motivation. So I try and it's easier said than done. But to stick by that mantra of yeah, hard runs hard, easy runs easy. Mm. Now, you've recently also become a dad. How, yes. how has that changed your running, your attitude to running, your time for running? Has it been a big it, adjustment? It really has. I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't really think that it would be, you know, I didn't really know much about um, how, how difficult it would be. Um, so Gracie is four months old and 
just in terms of um, you know if you're if you're training for a marathon, you'll have a plan for 16 weeks. You'll know that you know intervals are on a Tuesday or long runs on a Sunday um, and things like that. And I can't really commit to those things anymore. Mm. I can't guarantee. Maybe I can get out on that day, but I can't guarantee what time it will be. So if there was a track session at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday. Well, that's Gracie's bedtime. You know, she has a bath at half six. six like, I can't mm. take, go leave Jordan to do that on her own. Or not. And I also want to be part of that. And it's the same with a long run on a Sunday. I don't know if I'll get out and when I'll get out. And at the moment, I haven't been able to get out for two hours. So my long run is an hour at the moment. So it's it's just been quite difficult. Um, motivation isn't really there for me at the moment. I don't, you know, I, I prefer being at home. Um bit tireder you know I, I can't complain because my tiredness is nothing on what Jordan's got but it's just that sort of like you know I was I've gone from seven or eight hours to five or six hours and, and that difference um in, in in sort of you know how you feel in the day and how much motivation you have out to go and do a session it's it's just not there um Gracie's uh, you know I don't know if it is a, we've heard about four month sleep regression at the moment she just wakes up every hour in the night so Jordan's up with her all the time and mm. so I have her in the mornings from whenever she gets up which is like any time between half five and half six and then I'm with her until I start work so already I've not got out for a run in the morning and then I'm working and then lunch I sort of you know I haven't seen Grace or Jordan so I'm sort of hanging out with them and then the day sort of escapes um, mm. and you don't want to get out in the evening um, and I've never lacked that motivation in the past for probably for about four years. I, my running has always been prioritised, whereas now it just isn't top of the list. It's spend time with Gracie, you know, help Jordan out, work. Uh, you know, I'm sort of more invested in work than I've ever been before because I realise the importance of <laughs> making sure I don't mess up because I've got to provide. So, yeah, running's really taken a, a massive backseat. If I do get out for a run, it's more just for to get out the house it's not to do to train for anything not that I've got any races coming up but my every run I've done is pretty much an easy run and it it just is how I feel on that day because it's a chance for me to get 40 minutes or an hour to myself um but I'm not going out to train at the moment and I haven't trained since Gracie was born I think I've done one session and that was it mm. yeah I think you're speaking a bit about s sort of comparing yourself to a, to a new mum and saying oh I'm I'm not as tired as they are but I think you're I think you probably are downplaying it a bit because I know it's not the same with letting your body recover that sort of thing but it's still a huge life change life changing event um so yeah I think it, that it is going to affect to, you yeah it's more of a jump for me that Jordan's been preparing this for a year in some ways you know the day she found out she was pregnant she started making adjustments in terms of you know she, stop drinking caffeine and, and obviously you don't consume alcohol all of a sudden running became just you know she ran until she was about five or six months pregnant I can't remember she never trained after that you know mm. all the she wasn't going to run any marathon so she's been sort of her she's been doing this for 18 months now which is incredible and had to make all these sort of sacrifices um while she was pregnant I didn't really have to make those sacrifices if anything it was a little bit easier for me <laughs> to get out and do stuff and um, Whereas now, you know, it sort of hit me overnight um, that I have to make these these sacrifices that I didn't haven't previously made in my life. Really, you know, I've always been able to. I never realised I was, able, you know, empowered to do whatever I wanted to do. You know, when I wanted to do it, if a friend said, 
oh, I'm doing this half marathon at the weekend. I'll, I could go, oh, I'll see if there's any spots available. Whereas now I just know that that would not be an option, really. I'm, you know, I couldn't disappear for the day um, <laughs> on a whim. Um, and yeah, so you know, there's, I suppose, tiredness and then, yeah, um, just motivation. It, it's changed, you know, my sort of why or whatever it is, which used to be driving myself to, to do a certain race or achieve something in a race or get a PB or whatever it is, just isn't there at the moment. It will be. I know it will come back. I know that things will get a little bit easier at home. We'll get some structure and routines and, um, and we haven't really got there yet. But at the moment, it, it isn't really there. It doesn't, you know, the idea of running a, a marathon PB doesn't sort of get me out of bed in the morning mm. like it used to. Mm. Do you feel a bit guilty maybe if you get a chance to go out running and you think, well, maybe I should be letting Jordan go or um, you think that you should be staying at home with Gracie? Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I feel like I follow a few sort of mums and mums that run on Instagram and, and that mum guilt is quite clear. You see mm. it, people talk about it quite a lot. I know Jordan really gets it. Jordan is with Gracie 24 hours of the day, most days. And on the odd occasion that I've sent her out for a walk, she felt wrapped with guilt just for taking 20 minutes for herself, half an hour for herself. She really struggles with it. Mm. I don't struggle with it to those sort of levels at all. Um, but I definitely do feel that guilt of, of not being there and I'll stop and text and check and and it, it, it makes me better as in I come back and I'm sort of, you know, I'm ready to sort of, sort of like take whatever it is that's going on. So there's sort of been days when work's been incredibly stressful. I haven't got out of the house. Then I've got Gracie and she's crying and crying and you're sort of like, oh God, this is difficult. Whereas if I've had that hour. I feel like I could cope with her crying all night. Um, so it helps in that way, but I definitely feel like guilt. I felt it more the last few days. So since Grace was born, we've never been apart. And um, Jordan and I are moving house, and she's staying with her mum for, uh, for for a few days. So I've been apart. We've I've been back home packing up our house for two days, and I've never been apart from them. And I have that real feeling of um, you know missing them, and just real guilt that I'm sort of. Um, you know, getting a good night's sleep. I feel guilty that Jordan's not. I feel guilty that I've been out for runs on my terms. I feel guilty that I'm sat here having a takeaway and eating whenever I feel like it. When Jordan, like, you know, her mum's sort of handing her, putting toast in her mouth and she's constantly just all go. And I feel guilty that I'm just not there mucking in because I know she's not sleeping. And um, I, I feel, you know, guilty. I well, almost like it feels worse when I FaceTime them because I see them and then I have to be wrapped with guilt afterwards. Oh, bless and that I'm just not there and, and, and mucking in really and, and, and seeing them. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah it, it is a real thing. Like I went for a run this morning. It's the first time I've run in the morning and it, it and I did because I knew that normally I'd be up with Gracie now. That's my time. You know, those few hours in the morning is that we spend together just the two of us and um she sort of you know we, we, she sort of plays for an hour and then um, falls asleep on me for an hour and I love it and she's with Jordan's mum at the moment I just felt real sort of yeah real guilt you know guilt that I was enjoying my run so much as well I was running around Battersea Park it was great I felt <laughs> so guilty um, that I was doing that um yeah and it, all the things it makes me it does make me efficient in some ways I used to go out for runs and just potter around you know it take me an hour to get out the house and then I finished my run and potter about and I don't know what I do with my day and now I'm you know even with work and now I'm sort of like so much more like I've got to get this done this is you know I've got to use this time effectively because otherwise I'm eating into Jordan and Gracie's time and um 
but yeah, the guilt is is there. But I, again, I know you said it's definitely not at the levels that Jordan has because normally if I get out for an hour in the day, I don't feel particularly guilty for doing that. You know, I feel that there is that balance of um, it makes me, uh, you know, people have always, I think my friends know that before Gracie came along, I'm a better person for uh, for running. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm better in work. You know, me getting off the tube when the Northern Line's gone down is a different person to have, who's had an enjoyable five-mile run to the office. Um, me injured is a very different person to me training well. And it's the same sort of thing, you know, I'm much more, um, I just sort of feel like I'm more present and, you know, when I've, when work, when I'm able to do my job and then when I'm able to go out and have a half an hour run or a 40 minute run, I feel much more ready to tackle. However, whatever's going on in the house and and, and give, you know, Jordan, you know, help Jordan more and, and yeah, it doesn't matter how much Gracie screams, I kind of feel like I can cope and I'll, um, I'll win that battle with her, you know, it's like, I'm not going to give up, <laughs> you can cry all you like, you know, I'll win this little battle that we're having. <laughs> Are there any aspects in particular of running before, from before being a dad that you miss especially? I mean, obviously at the moment we're not running with other people anyway, but it is, it's the social element, it's mm. not being able to commit to things, so I can't commit to, to meet a friend and do a run on it because I just can't. And I feel like, I almost feel like, because I, I probably didn't believe other parents when they said they couldn't commit to stuff. I probably, I always felt like, I bet you can, you know, there, you can always find time. But now I get it. You know, I can't say that I'll be there at a certain time because I never know what's going to happen. You know, we don't have a routine at home. We're trying to get there, but it, it just changes. Yeah, we're such day. a young baby. It's it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. So I can't say to somebody, you know, and I feel guilty for my to my friends who I've spent, you know, who I used to see every single day for the last, you know, 10, 12 years. I've lived in London and we lived on the same street as each other and we'd run together four or five times a week and mm. run to work together and park run on a Saturday, long run Sunday and do these sessions together. And I just cannot commit to those things anymore because – it feels selfish and, it, and, 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 and I just, you know, I never know what's going to be going on at home and I don't feel like I can leave, just leave the house. Um, and, and, you know, if, if all hell's breaking loose because Gracie hasn't had a nap and then she's really irritable or, 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 or you know, you just want to give Jordan a hand or just want to give her a break. Mm. So I feel, I, I do miss that sort of social element of seeing my friends. Um, we're trying Jordan's running again now, which is great. She's started, um, she, she's doing a couch to 5k program. I think she's in about week five and she hasn't missed any sessions. So I'm trying to prioritize that myself to make sure she gets out those, you know, it's, it's an hour and a half a week, really. It's a free half an hour run. So it's not a big commitment for me to make sure that I take Gracie in those afternoons and, and force her out the door. But um, which I'm trying, you know, we're trying to make sure that happens and prioritise that because she doesn't really do anything else for herself. Um, mm. But yeah, I'd say it's the social element. I don't miss the sessions so much. I do a little bit. I do, you know, I miss that feeling of, of training hard and knowing that you're working towards summer and seeing those improvements. At the moment, obviously, I'm not. You know, I'm just getting slower um, and unfitter um, <laughs> by the sort of day. And, and but that's fine, you know fitness is sort of comes and goes yeah it's only um, in the short term if you look at the big picture yeah and and you can't you know be at that certain you know bits your sort of peak or whatever it is you know there's only so long you can be there otherwise you'll get injured and I know that um because I've been in, <laughs> done that and got myself injured so um 
for me it is yeah it, it, the, mo- the the thing I miss the most is, is seeing my friends and you know I haven't seen them at all none of them have met Grace you know she's four months old and mm. um, it's quite difficult but I do miss that that element of that would be you know eight, running for me was almost an excuse to see my friends you know it, you're not you know, you go to part run on a Saturday or I'm just going for a run to work, but also I'm seeing my friends and having a coffee when we finish. Um, so I definitely miss that. Mm. Um, are you looking forward to either a time in the future when you can imagine you and Jordan going out for a run together again, or even a time when either you take Gracie in the buggy for a run or you're, um, or Gracie's old enough to run with you? Um, well, Two, they're both very different answers. So I'll answer the one about Jordan first. So Jordan and I actually met at a race. We were, and um, we didn't really know each other. We followed each other on Instagram. We'd never spoken really. And and um, we were at the big half and there's about 400, 500 meters to go. And um, somebody just said, hi, Danny. And I looked and it was Jordan. And I was like, oh, hi. And she went, race you. And she beat me. <laughs> uh, me. And we sort of kept in touch. And then we met randomly six months later in, in the pub and, ended up sort of getting together, you know, got talking more and got together. So running is how we met, but we don't really run together. Um, I don't know. John just tells me off a lot uh, when we're running, you know, for doing something. You know, I'll go, I, I don't know. I once said when she was pregnant, we said we were going out to run four miles or three miles. And I said, oh, two miles, one mile to go. She's like, don't count me down. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't speak for a while or I've been ahead of me. And she's like, are we running together or are you running ahead of me? And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so she, I know she doesn't. I know she doesn't enjoy running with me. Uh, I don't mind running with her so much, but we we kind of don't really run together. I think it's a it's a funny one. We were previous relationships. We were with non runners, and obviously mm-hmm. you feel sometimes when you're in those relationships that like, oh, it, maybe it'd be easier if you're with someone who got your hobby, understood um, what it means to you, understood why you need to get out. But the double edged sword of that is then you know if we ran together all the time, you don't get that hour. For you, mm. you know, like running is my thing. Jo- running is Jordan's thing. It's it's not our thing. It's yeah. for, for us, you know, to go and process the day. So I don't think we will run together. Um, you know, Jordan runs with likes running with her friends more definitely than she likes running with me. And I'd be honest enough to say exactly the same. Mm. Um, when it comes to so when it but when it comes to Gracie, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they, she might just hate it. She might hate being in one of them running buggies, and she might hate junior park running. You know the apple might fall quite far from the tree. I really don't know, but I'd love her to, you know, I did, I wasn't really um, particularly sporty, you know, health and fitness, you know, obviously part one didn't exist, but health and fitness wasn't really a thing when I, you know, it wasn't a lifestyle or whatever when I was younger. It was, uh, and I would love it if, you know, it was, you know, she was active and it, it, that, you know, was, in, you know, that, that she liked those things. And, you know, when she's old enough, if we went to junior park, or you know we were pushing around a buggy in parkrun and she enjoyed it and she enjoyed you know going for a coffee with people and having people fuss over afterwards i really hope that she enjoys those things you know I, previously jordan and i would do events every weekend we can't do we won't be able to do that now it, you know it would feel a bit selfish and i don't think gracie wants to be stood with her nanny you know or granddad stood on the sideline of a marathon course in the cold for four hours or have three hours or have a long cheering us on every weekend mm. don't think that would be much fun um but i'd absolutely you know if when you're sort of fantasizing about that future you're going to have and what kind of person she'd be the idea of yeah running around with her in a buggy and her actually enjoying it and her wanting you know to head out for a run or when she's old enough and she's on a bike and she wants to sort of come out i, I absolutely love that i think 
it, yeah, it'd be, it'd be amazing. It, it feels like something that would be great, whether it, you know, it, it's kind of up to us, I suppose. <laughs> so already she's quite a, showing quite a lot of personality and, um, you know, people say, like, don't let your sort of um, baby, you know, sort of rule the roost. She rules the roost. She's in complete control of our house. <laughs> um, and I don't don't think anything's going to be any different the older she gets. It feels like that she's going to be... Um, going to be the boss (laughs) looking forward to the future again then can you see real well real in inverted commas races returning anytime soon do you think that that's going to be something that might return this year or do you think that this year you might end up signing up for anything I think you've got to be optimistic you know there's, there's I don't think there's any point um you know being pessimistic about it because I understand. I see when you know London Marathon didn't w- w- didn't cancel. I think back in uh, October last year, and it, did, it cancelled maybe only six weeks before. And I saw a lot of people saying, but "I've got ten miles on the plan this week. Will you just cancel?" So I know. And I've always struggled. You know, I get a bit not upset about that, but you know, for me, it's like just train anyway. You know, if you hate running so much, don't do it. And and I feel like you know, I really admire all those people. I didn't. I didn't have any races, and I wasn't training. But those people that have just trained and sort of been in this holding pattern all through last autumn, and then they're doing the same this spring on the off chance that a race will happen. I really admire that. Mm. Um, and I think we've just got to be optimistic that things will happen. Um, you know, I mean, at the moment, for the first time, you know, with the vaccinations and stuff, things look reasonably positive. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm optimistic. I've signed up to a couple of races. I'm, uh, I've got Berlin Marathon and London Marathon. They're a week apart, so I'll have to choose which one I'm going to do. Um, and I've got, you know, my intention right now is to do a full marathon plan and, and go for a PB. You know, that's my motivation. That's my sort of goal. I'm not turning up just to do it. Um, lots can change between now and then, but I'll start, you know, I'm base building soon and I'll be um, hitting my marathon plan from the summer and I'll be going out for a PB and I'll, until something cancels, I'm going to believe that these events are going to happen and if they get cancelled, I probably will look for a smaller, um, you know, local race if those things are able to happen. There were smaller races that happened um, in the autumn, you know, quite a few marathons did go ahead. So, yeah, I'm optimistic. I, I think... I think there's a good chance um, that, that, they, that they'll happen. You know, it's been great seeing the ballot results came out in there just last week. It's great seeing what people that got in and how enthusiastic people are. And it gives you a little boost, um, you know, going into the next six months. Um, you know, it's six months away. It's a long time for those sort of big autumn races to happen. Lots can change. So I'm optimistic that they'll happen. I've signed up and I'll, I'll train as if they are going to happen. Brilliant. And the last thing I'd love to ask you is, what's your favourite thing about being a dad? Um, what is my favourite thing about being a dad? I just love um, s- sort of spend just, you know, we have like, I get a couple of hours of Gracie on her own every morning and it's, she's in her best mood in the morning as well. So I feel quite sort of guilty towards Jordan that I sort of get Gracie at her best because she's had you know, her, her, her good sleep in the evening, she wakes up, Jordan feeds her, I take her downstairs and she's just in a great mood, she's laughing and I just love that and then she mm. falls asleep on me and it's just the best feeling in the world. My friends who've had kids say, you know, they're sort of, they've got toddlers now, are jealous of that sort of when they're really young and they fall asleep on you and every time she wakes up after her morning nap, she sort of tilts her head back and looks at me and just smiles and it's just the best feeling in the world. Um, if I could bottle it, I would. 
Um, and yeah, that, that sort of few hours in the morning. Um, and yeah, that's sort of that, that feeling for me. I always worried a lot, you know, that what if, you know, you have a sort of baby and you don't have that bond, you know, what if it just doesn't happen? And um, I'm kind of just going around being sort of selfish and, and not wanting to make these sacrifices. And fortunately, it kind of did. I think it helped that I've been there for every second of the pregnancy because we've been in lockdown through the entirety of the pregnancy. So I felt very involved. And again, I'm at home all day, every day working from home. So I'm there and I feel very, you know, so it, I feel very, very lucky, you know, I know that how hard this has been for lots of people. But for me personally, I've had, you know, lockdown's been, I've been very lucky, you know, I've been part of everything. The first time uh, the baby kicked in Jordan's tummy, I was there. Um, you know, I wasn't allowed into all the scans, but I was able to go to the hospital for all of them because I was working from home. I never had to leave work or, um, you know, worry about stuff. And I was always there. Um, and everything that's happened, you know, the first time she smiled, I was there. And the first time she rolled over the other week, I was there. And the first bath, I was there. And all these sort of little moments that maybe I might miss out on if I was in the office nine to five. I've been there and I've been, I feel like I've been very privileged, you know, um, to do that because I wouldn't have been if we'd have had a baby a year ago. Mm. Just so those lovely little thing. moments, isn't it? Yeah, so, so just being there, being present, not missing out on any stuff, mm. um, you know, not seeing it over a video or not being told about it and having that pang of, oh, I wish I was there. Mm. Um, I never have to make, you know, the, the guy I sit next to in work had a baby a year before me and, and he's like a brilliant, brilliant dad. But it's those little things that, you know, does it, Friday night, you know, it's someone's leaving do, come on, you've got to come for a drink, you've got to come for a drink. And he's thinking, I know I've got to get home, but I've also got to go for this. Drink. And it's, it's tough. And he, you know, and there were work trips that he had to go on with us to America for a week, which, you know, a, a privilege to go on, but you're away from home for a week. And he probably has missed out on stuff and mm. has, has, has had to make those really difficult decisions. Mm. It's just between, been nice for you to be there. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't have to make those decisions because they they don't exist. You know, my you know I don't. I'm at home every single day, um, and I can help and I can get involved. You know, I don't sort of. You know, Jordan still does the absolute sort of bulk, and she does the, the hard stuff. I get the kind of the easy jobs, but I still am very much a part of it, and that I I, I absolutely love it. You know, I'm not looking forward really to a day when I'm not always there. Um, every single day you know and we can't do that routine in the morning because maybe I'm leaving the house at seven or eight to go to work rather than you know one minute to nine um mm. that but yeah that's my sort of favorite thing just spending time with her and and having that sort of bond with her and her sort of you know loving spending time with me just as much as she loves spending time with her mum I you know rather than you know um it's, it's amazing I, I, I love I love it oh that's so lovely to hear well, thank you so much for all of your stories that you've told and um, how open you've been. I really appreciate that. Yeah, great. Thanks for inviting me on. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it interesting to hear everything Danny's talked about from a dad's perspective. There'll be another episode available next week at the same time. But don't forget that all the episodes so far are still available to download and listen to, including Series 1. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe, share and leave a review. Looking forward to running with you next time! <laughs>